Welcome to the Sad M. Buff Show, where I talk about everything at the intersection of mental health and fitness. Today, I have a special two-part episode for you, the first part today, obviously, with Coach Isaac that is two syllables, one S, two A's of the No Excuse Crew. Now, I've known Coach Isaac for about two years since my first show in 2021 at the Texas Classic, and we've become fast friends. As you'll hear, we are a lot of like, and we're actually the same age, which is nice because in today's fitness industry or any, I guess, decade, um, youth always win. So it's nice to be old with someone. Anyway, um, only old in age, us 83 babies. But that's not the point. Um, I'm really happy with this conversation. It was just really great to chat with Isaac. It was actually a two-hour conversation that I broke down into two parts, um, some of which was not recorded. So you'll just, you know, have to do what was recorded. Anyway, we talk about everything from, you know, social justice to love languages, being decenters, being polarizing, having opinions, a lot of opinions, and really just anxiety, ego, and respect. It's a really great conversation, at least part one, and you'll definitely have to wait for part two and listen to it when it drops next week on Wednesday. So I hope you enjoy. Why don't you introduce yourself? We know each other for a bit, and I'm going to let you say it in your own words, who you are, how you know me, all that fun stuff. <laughs> all right. So, you know, my name is Isaac. Um, I'll start with how I know you. Um, we met at Texas Classic back in 21. Um, I was the MC for the show, um, and I was asking you about how to pronounce your last name. We were doing Sachi Gotcha, and, have, you know, we just, it was one of those things. It's funny how you just click with somebody. We just yeah. clicked over that, and then... I remember because I didn't know anything about your story or anything. And I was reading your bio and I remember kind of getting a little choked up as I was reading it because, you know, hearing the story and the perseverance, you know, as somebody that's bodybuilding has done a lot for me and seeing to do something, you know, a lot for somebody else and over, you know, whooping cancer's ass and doing all these different things and seeing, you know, going through that and making to the stage and doing everything like that was a great story. Then, you know, you're, you know, the legendary picture, you know, the yes. profile picture and everything. So that's, and, um, you know, so, so that's how, that's how and we've just, you know, been really just been friends ever, ever, ever since, um, you know, us both being from the Northeast, Brooklyn and Jersey, you know, so yep. we just, you know, uh, so we just had a lot of things in common clicked, um, a little bit about me. Um, I'll kind of stick to the, to the bodybuilding side of who I am. So I started, uh, competing in uh, 2019, started competing because I wanted to coach athletes. My, my, my little brother, Uriah, shout out to him. He competed in 2016, kept saying compete, 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 compete. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll do it. Cause I didn't even know natural bodybuilding existed at this point in time. And, you know, when talking with him, I was like, well, I'll do it. I'll do a show because I want to coach people because I've been I've been training people for a few years. Business was doing well, but I was like, hey, I need something more to add. So I was like, I'll coach athletes. That'll be that'll be great. Got on stage October 2019, did an MPC show, fell in love. I already I had two more shows uh, scheduled and then I, you know, fell in love. Uh beat again 2020. Um, you know, turn turn pro in 2020. I've uh, done 13 pro shows since something like that. Got three second place finishes, still trying to get my my first pro win. Uh, yes, that's still frustrating me, but that is what it is. Um, you know, I'm a so as a as a coach, I've coached, you know, it was a 27 people to pro since uh 2020. Um you know, numerous best poser awards, you know, the um, pro we got, I've, uh, as a coach, I have 15 pro wins. So I've been pretty successful. Feels, feels pretty good. I do have trouble. I, the funny thing is I get mad about the credit that I don't get because there's a lot of people that are in these conversations about, oh, these guys are the great, these, so they're so, but their resumes aren't, it's just forget, take yeah. the name off. Their resume is not what my resume is. And that's just facts over feelings. So I do get a little bit pissed about that because I do I do want my respect. I don't care if you like me. I don't want you to like me or love me, but you will respect me. Mm-hmm. And that's, why, that's where I get hot. But anyway, sorry, as you can tell, I get a little bit upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but that, I mean, that's that's the basis. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I'm not I, I'm just I'm not really good at bragging about myself. Yeah, so. I 
I understand how you feel, but I wanted to go back to us knowing each other and being from the East Coast and also living in Texas and being around the same age because we're like six months apart. So you're going to join my decade very, very soon. <laughs> um, but I will want to say I found out yesterday that you're an English lit major, which I like would not have guessed just because like you talk mostly about like your coaching and your bodybuilding on your stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Me being uh, like a two time journalist, if you will, like. English all the way through writing since I was like in the fifth grade or before that. So, um, yes. but I think that goes to show that, you know, coaches aren't just coaches. Right. And like where mm -hmm. there's, there were multidimensional and there's so much to us that people tend to forget um, as our clients, like, Hey, they're more than this, this person who could tell yeah. me, you know, how to do this or what that, or if I'm, I don't know, I can't, although I am an English major, I cannot speak words are very hard. <laughs> I just, I'd say that anytime in a conversation, I'm like, words are hard. Like, this yeah. is why I write. I don't public speak. Yeah. Uh, but I want to actually go back to, um, first of all, congratulations on the, all the accolades. I see your athletes and they're amazing. And I love it. And I love just seeing them all. Like, they're all different types too. Like, they don't, they're not in this one mold where you see most, a lot of like non-natty bodybuilders in like they have like these different body types these different attitudes these different like just they're different and I love it um but I wanted to go back to the ego thing because you know obviously sad and buff is about being sad and buff and like kind of just all those mental things that you have to like go through so we've talked all you know offline about like anxiety and stuff and so I'd love to know kind of how that um want for respect which you deserve like I completely understand 100% that um but kind of like that want for respect your own um feelings of anxiety and like how that kind of all uh plays in the background if that makes sense I might not ask that in the right way yeah, yeah. that's such a really good question so I know I'm a polar polarizing figure polarizing cells that's why I'm successful yeah. there's not many people that have um just a Oh, he's Isaac. It's either, oh, Isaac, I love him, or I can't stand that guy. I hate him, da-da-da-da. It's not up for me to decide how people feel about me in, in that manner. However, like, the big thing is, like, I, and I say it like this, I, I have a huge need to be respected. You know, coming up the way I came up and coming from where I come from, you know, respect is, like, a big deal, mm -hmm. you know, and... So I feel as though since I'm not in the circle jerk, because I'm not going to I don't kiss up to nobody. I don't do that. I say what I want. I move the way I want. I don't have a boss. I'm not like a lot of these other folks. So I don't get that respect because I'm not doing I don't get the mm -hmm. respect because I'm not doing the way they do just because I help people. I'm involved. And this is stuff you see. So I'm yeah. Shows I'm involved. I'm doing these things. I'm doing it out the goodness of my heart. I'm not doing it for anything in return. You see what I'm saying? So I work very hard. I work really hard for my athletes. So I get frustrated when, you know, there's conversations about top coaches and this, that, and the third. And some of them do deserve to be there. And I'm the, and I'm not a hater. I, I'm not, this, there's no jealousy. There's no, but it's like, why is somebody that has, a couple of pro wins mentioned doesn't have half the pros that I have, but y'all don't want to mention me. Like, I just don't, I don't act like you don't know. I got more followers than all y'all combined. Stop playing with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, so, so now, so you, but you bring up that. So somebody will hear that thing. Oh, he's brash and all these other stuff. No, I rely on facts because of my anxiety, because of my self-esteem issues, because of always not feeling good enough. Yep. Why I crave respect so much. And so I feel like if I do something that on paper um, is defined as respectable or as an achievement, it's like, okay, so now it doesn't matter what I think or feel of myself. This is something that cannot be taken away from me. We won this show where we won this team award. Or we did whatever. You can't take that away from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then when I'm not mentioned or I don't get my just due as a coach, that's where the anxiety and the self-esteem issues. Then I start to question myself, am I really that good? And like, cause like to me, it's like, I can win all the shows. Like for example, DJ who I've had since day one, since she, I spotted her, DJ's story is great because I spotted her in the gym 
when I was when I was trying to learn about running the gym, the last time I ever even kind of worked for somebody, and you know, that's like that's like that's like my little sister, and you know, brought her all the way up. She's undefeated in athletics. She's the athletic standard. All these different things. Jacqueline, my other half. Yeah. You know, she wins all the bikini stuff, and she and 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 I'm not and I'll never take sole credit or credit. Like, oh, because because she was successful before she got to me, but the jump that she made, you know, from us working together. It's like people aren't really recognizing that. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So it's one person that I took from the start and one person that already had success and came to me and got better. Now, granted, you know, then we, you know, end up being together and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a sidebar. But when I, you know, when I, when I say those things, it's like, I think, you know, I don't get credit for those things. You know what I mean? And the thing is, I want my athletes. So I have to, I'm, I'm consider Jacqueline an athlete, you know, for a second, her DJ, whoever else wins, um, you know, Courtney, uh, you know, people that I'm not going to mention people that are no longer on my team that have wins under me, but I, as athletes, I want them to get their credit. So I want them, oh, the only reason I didn't win is because I was their coach. Absolutely not. But at the same time, I want my Phil Jackson do, you know, yeah. like, Hey, he's done it with multiple athletes across multiple organizations in multiple states and has been coaching a lot shorter time period than a lot of these other folks have been. So it also, I know I'm kind of like going back and forth, but when you come back to the anxiety part, um, you know, when I was uh, younger, when I was in high school, I ran one of the fastest times in the country and in my senior year in um, indoor track. And my friends, he's supposed to be my homies. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were that good. Like, what are you talking about? I've been doing this all this time. You didn't what do you mean you didn't know I was that good. And because what it was, because they always spent a lot of time trying to knock me down, pegs. Mm-hmm. Because I because I, I started to ascend. Like, so I was always in honors classes, right? And I purposely started messing up in school because I wanted, I didn't want my peoples to feel to, to feel lesser than me, you know, or, you know, being black, they like, Oh, you think you white that I went, I went through so many different things of being attacked by people that I thought were my people. And, you know, so I, de- I developed like this defense mechanism of, I need respect. Yeah. So no matter what I'm doing is I'm always fighting for respect. Did you- or what? No, you froze for a second. I thought maybe um, I wasn't sure if you were done or you froze. And then when oh, I was about okay. to say, did you freeze? You came back on. So but you were saying. So so it's like I've always been like, just, I'm like my defense mechanism is to fight for respect. Because I feel like once you've earned it, it's one of those things that, you, you know, you kind of uh, not saying that it can't be taken away. But once you've earned that respect for something and it's an achievement, as long as you didn't cheat to get the achievement, that achievement can't really be uh, 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 taken from you. and. You know, some people argue that and there's no, you know, it is what it is. It's it's the it's the symbolism of it, you know, of what respect means and getting the credit for what you've done. Because I spent so often not getting credit for things that I've done. And, you know, as an anxious person, that really upsets me because people don't realize this until they talk to me. I'm extremely sensitive. Yeah. Like, so I, I always the way I relate is like I'm an exposed nerve. I feel everything, but I feel everything at a high level. So. The thing is, so it's not just happiness or being excited. It's also being sad, being hurt. So when people do things to me, I, the way I came out, I used to lash out physically, mm-hmm. do stuff and everything like that. And I'm mature and I'm and like, I understand why I do some of the things that I do, but that doesn't mean that the feelings go away. So one yeah. of the big things that I talk about is, you know, you can't control your feelings. You know, you can't control if talking to somebody makes you happy, sad, angry, laugh. Because I mean, you and I, same sense of humor, laugh at stuff we're not supposed to laugh. You can't help what you feel on the inside, but your reaction, you can control. You are 1000% in control of your reaction. So that's what I've worked on as I've gotten older and, 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 and understood more is how I react to my feelings. So I, I try to do everything I can to keep my mental state strong. And bodybuilding helps with that a lot. Keep my mental state strong because if I let the emotions run the house, we're we're gonna be back in the day like when I was always in yeah. trouble. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm trying not to. That's what I'm trying <laughs> not to do. So that's why I get so frustrated and angry when I don't get 
the credit or the respect that I have earned. Because it's not a feeling. It's not that I feel I deserve this or I feel it's I look to put the resumes a person A, B, C, and D. And, and then, then you say, okay, who, here, here are the ones we're going to praise and here are the ones that we're going to, I'll be in the category of the ones that are going to get praised. But then when you put the names on it, because I don't rock the way other people rock, I get pushed to the other side. And it, it, Jacqueline, if she actually watches, will get mad when I say this. It's cool. People going to act that way. But don't be mad when I act the way I act. Yeah. Don't be mad that I'm very like, this because I don't I'm never going to be that person that tries to fit in yeah that's just not the way I roll if you my people I'm I'm going I'm going to ride with and for you and if you're not I'm not on the whole um being an antagonist in somebody's story anymore I'm just not going to be in your story exactly and that's yeah that's what I appreciate about a friendship because we're so alike in so many ways and there are a few things that you um you had said that I wanted to touch on, but I guess we could work backwards. Um, the fitting in part, I feel like sometimes bodybuilding is that kind of double-edged sword because on one hand, it's very helpful when you have like mental health issues or anxiety, depression, whatever, like it can be a, like a grounding source. I know that for me, um, bodybuilding versus kickboxing, bodybuilding was very much a grounding like force for me, whereas like kickboxing just allow me to kind of keep regurgitating the anger I was feeling like I love doing it, but it didn't really actually solve anything. Right. And so you have that, like the way that it can make you feel. But then when you think about um, the societal expectations around bodybuilding, right. Um, even in Natty, like this, just a whole of like, who are you with? Who are you hanging out with? How, how do you look, especially for women? Right. But for men too, like, what do you look like? What are you wearing? Who did you buy? Like I go to the gym and I will be the only one with a six pack bag and everyone else would have wolf pack. And like, personally, I'll say this, like, I'm not going to run wolf pack because I'm not a blue lives matter person. Like, I'm just not like, that's not, you know, and I know, and I, I'm very conscious about like the justice aspect of brands that I, that I participate in or like I pie and I, but then you see this like whole bodybuilding world. That's very much like they have the the same kind of backpack, the same kind of look, the same kind of this. They're they're not working as hard as you, but they look the way you they don't you they look the way that you're expected to look, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones getting the popularity, right? Like, and that's the thing I appreciate appreciate about you when you call out the lack of respect is that a lot of people don't have the balls to do that, right? Because you like either have this one camp where like you're super arrogant and you're taking credit where it is not due. Or you're trying to be, and I might be the one who kind of falls into the lather camp, but like you try to be, say hi. For everyone listening, Sam just walked in and gave me coffee. And now he's saying hi to Isaac, which two A's, by the way. It's Isaac with two A's. <laughs> Isaac with two A's. That was going to be my intro. No one could see you now. It's blurry. Stop. No, no one said to talk. Don't say, yeah. I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep all of this in, but he doesn't need to. Um, Bye, Isaac. <laughs> he said bye <laughs> oh my god this is this is the best and worst um no but like I appreciate you know so you have those two camps ones who are like super arrogant and like will take credit where it's not due right there'll be that team member who does nothing but takes credit for everything um and then you have like the people who are um and this is kind of like my toxic trait I'm like humbled to the point where I won't necessarily fight for the credit that I'm I deserve because it's like, oh, well, if I do, and this is the way I was raised, right? Like, if I do, then I'm being arrogant and taking something that I don't deserve, even though I know I deserve it, right? And so I say that to say, like, I appreciate that you you very much, you know, you know where it's coming from, but you at the same time, you're like, I'm still going to get that respect because that is what, like, I deserve nothing less. And I just, even if it is born out of anxiety, I still appreciate that confidence, right? To be like, no, I know what I did. And I just, I just wanted to compliment, like, I guess that's everything I pulled out in one into like one big rant. Well, I appreciate, I mean, I, I do it to give like a voice. Cause like, I mean, you see, I'm one of those people, like I'm a big advocate for, uh, you know, for mental health. Um, I know I have a platform. I know I have a voice. So I speak about it as much as I can. You know, I speak about my struggle. So I don't just talk about it and say, oh, be aware of it. And this, that, and the third, I was like, this is what I struggle with. This yeah. is what I deal with, you know, because 
you know, people see my work ethic, people see what I do as, as an athlete, you know, so it's one of those things. So it's not coming from somebody that's, that's middling or, you know, stuff like that. So, okay, this guy's, you know, done a lot and he struck, he, you know, he fights this daily. And I want to make sure that your listeners know I fight it daily. This is not a battle that can be won. And the day I realized that was the day I started to be able to manage it. Yeah. Because we we're just, we're just in the society. And again, you know, we're, we're the same age. We're in a society. One of the things that hasn't changed, we still feel like there is a cure slash fix for everything. Yes. Yeah. And when we're and then you, you feel like you're failing when you're trying to fix something that necessarily can't be fixed. Like, you know, what I mean, I got black skin. I'm not going to bleach it or anything like that. I'm going to live with my black skin until, you know, until my, my time is on is going on earth. There's nothing I can do about it. And I don't want to do anything about it. But it's the same thing with this burden of anxiety. So if I'm going to be de- like, it's, it's, if it's something I'm going to deal with, right, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to wear it like a badge of honor. I'm going to become friends with it. Because if I got to deal with it, why am I going to be? Why well, I had an antas- antagonistic relationship with it for so long. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do me any good. Now, while it still impacts me and, and and certain things, I used to have anxiety attacks all the time. Now they are few and far between because I made friends with anxiety. You know, and and I know it's it's, it's you know again it's like more of a metaphor and symbolism, but that's and I'm not and look I'm not saying you're trying to say oh if everybody does that everybody's going to be better. What I'm saying is something that works for me. Find what works for you because what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. But um. But that's you know, one of the things, and I want to touch on something you said. That's one of the reasons why I won't mess with, with, with Wolfpack and certain brands, because, you know, I'm not as political as I once was. I used to be really political. I didn't care that I lost friends over it, but I used to be very political. But it kept me more stressed out than I needed to be. Yeah. Caring about people's opinions that I wouldn't spit on if they were on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just know you, whatever. So, um, so I, I got off of that. But I still... You know, certain brands, like, you know what I mean? I'll see things that they say or that owners say and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you know, you said some very, you know, semi or extremely racist things that you will come smile up in my face. I don't really, yeah. I don't really, I don't really work with that. I don't, I, a lot of these people can, can fake. I can't, I can't do that. I, I'm not. And so I, I, I just remove myself. I don't sit there. Like, I'm not going to go, go, go. I don't need to be fight the power. I'm just yeah. gonna choose. I put my dollars, and I'm gonna choose where I put my support. So it's funny you mentioned six pack as a six pack athlete. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's one of the you know six pack. You know, I mean they and, and, and you know they for everybody. You know, what I'm saying like, yeah. and there's things that I agree with, I disagree with, whatever. I try not to. I only let it impact business when you start making what you feel public. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like if you don't like black people or whatever it is don't make it public and we can keep our business moving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the second I know it, I can't unknow it and I won't deal with you. It, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's very, you know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. So, you know, but that was, yeah, that was, so that was the other thing I wanted to get on, um, uh, get to is you talking about how like, you just don't fuck with people. If you know, you don't like them. That's like one thing lately I've been talking about with people. I just like, I hate, I just hate two faced people. Like it's a thing where I'm like, I can't like, I, if I talk shit about you, I might not necessarily tell it to you to your face. Um, because there's no reason to, maybe I'll say it in a nice way. Right. Like there's, there's a way you say it at home because you need to get it out. And then there's a way that you frame it to the person you're talking to, but I won't sit there and look at you and be nice to you. Like if I do not like you, I will not pretend to support you. And I just, you won't be in my life anymore. Like I would just, I just won't, Thank there's you. no reason to be a friend with you. Like I don't, you don't have to tell me how much you hate me. I don't have to tell you how much I hate you, but I'm not going to pretend to be your friend. Same thing like with companies. It's like, but the thing that I noticed in bodybuilding and, and maybe I'll get shunned for saying not that anyone listens to my podcast, but like the one thing I noticed is that there'll be people who are very much like, into like racial justice and stuff like that but they won't go public with it right like you'll like you'll tag them and they'll be like oh that's great but they they mysteriously for some reason they'll share everyone else's like photo like story of you sharing their pro their product or their them sharing your product but you with your little black live matter mug somehow some way that doesn't make onto their story but they'll congratulate you and you're like 
Yeah, I, I see what you're doing there. Look, and you know me, I call, I call, that, that's why people don't like, because I will call it out in a heartbeat. I should have, I should have told I, and I don't, And I don't feel bad about it, but speaking yeah. about bodybuilding, it's something that I say publicly and privately. I can't do the whole, because I've watched this. Yeah. Body talking all sorts of shit about, so I'm talking about running them down into the ground. It's the worst person in the world. Pop, pop. I mean, they're just saying all sorts of mess about this person, right? See him at the show, bro. Sis, oh, do, 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 do. and I'm just sitting. I'm like, hold up. You, just, I mean, and I'm not just talking about like a little bit here and there. I'm talking about running them through mud. I'm like, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't like to stir up trouble, and I'm not a snitch because part of me wants to just go to that person, tap him, like, excuse me, you know, show my. <laughs> this is what this person was saying about. I don't know if you won't be hugging up on him like that. You know what I mean? And that's something I can't rock with. I can't rock with that. Like, if you don't like me, n- number one, I promise you, I don't care. I can, like, promise you that. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. You know what I mean? You don't like me. It is what it is. If I don't like somebody, right, I'm not, I'm not going to go out of my way to show them that I don't like them unless I'm put in the position that I need to do that. Yeah. I'm just not going to exactly. say anything to you. I'm just going, like, to me, because everybody's like, oh, you need to have conversation with this person. Like, now, once you, because I have a great heart. I actually have a very forgiving heart. Mm-hmm. My way of protecting myself from people that will take advantage of that is I remove myself and I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, hey, why you ain't talk to such and such? Because I don't want to give them another chance to 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 manipulate me, yeah. to take advantage of my of my of my of my of my heart. And that's not to say I'm some Mr. Nice Guy, Saint, innocent. Oh, I've never done hell. No, it ain't that at all. It's saying that I may, I'm making my choice. I'm choosing my peace over, over everything else. And if that makes me selfish, I don't care. I don't feel bad about it. I'm not going to apologize about it because there's a lot of people that's running around thinking that I owe them a conversation, but they don't want to talk about what they did for the mm-hmm. reason why they lost access to me. Yeah. They don't want to talk about that. It's why he won't talk to me. Well, why won't he talk to you? First, it's usually I don't know. They just don't know a lot of times that they don't know that I, I found out the greasy shit they was doing. Yeah. And, you know, and it, the thing is, it's like by this time, it's like you should know if you even knew me, you should know how I am. Mm-hmm. So that's on you. Like, I, 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 I don't feel bad about it because yeah. and, and, and but the thing is, a lot of people won't say this, but I do. I'm like, yo, if, if, if my presence in your life is causing stress. Uh, 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 helping you, like you know, you're, it's it's disturbing your peace. Let me go. Yeah, Bye. let me go. I got I'm not, I'm not trying to hang around where I'm hurting or I'm not wanted. I'm not one of those people. I don't get an invite. I'm not showing up. I'm not yeah. hurt by. It. I'm not nothing. Because some people like, oh, they, I'm. Well, I should go. And man, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All this, like, because it. But again, it's that need. It's that. That's the difference. A lot of people want to fit in and be liked, and they don't care. If it's based on truth, they don't care if somebody actually likes them or actually rocks with them. They just want to fit in. They want to be liked. They don't really care if they're actually liked. You know, they don't care if they're respected. They just, you know, want to be in that. And I'm not that kind of person, you know, and and, and I don't and I don't apologize for it. I don't feel bad about it. People try to make me feel bad about it, but I do not. (laughs) And it is very simple. And that's why I said I'm polarizing. You can ask people about me. There's very, it's it's rare, 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 rare that it's a um, minimal response. Yeah. About me. Yeah. No, so. I get it. Um, yeah. And I wanted to, that leads into what else, another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I really loved what you said about like making uh, friends with your anxiety. Because um, I think that's just, especially in the bodybuilding world, or just like the fitness world in general, right? Um, I've said this in my, on my podcast before. It's like depression and anxiety are framed as like mindset shifts that need to be made, right? Like, um, or, you know, I, I very much believe that like, you know, motivation is a lie. Like sometimes it's just about determination. Like, you know, motivation comes in different forms, yada, yada, yada. But like you end up seeing those as like slogans that people use when they're like really talking about mental health issues. And it's like, why are you doing that? Like you're not actually serving anybody by like putting it into this neat little bow. Like you said, that can be fixed 
when it actually sometimes just can't be fixed. It needs to be lived with. And the relationship and dynamic, whether it's anxiety or depression or bipolar disorder or whatever it is that you are, or if not a comorbidity of all that you're living with, it's just a matter of like learning how to manage it best to fit your life. Right. And so like, and recognizing the signs and understanding that it's okay. And it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to present this like perfect picture or use it as a mark. Oh, the one thing I just, and I've complained about this on Instagram, but it's like the marketing ploy of it, of mental health and fitness. It's like, yeah, I, I was depressed too once, but this is how I got over it. Or this is what I need to do. And it's like, why frame it that way? Like what, I don't know if I'm making any sense or if I'm just rambling, but it's just something that you said that like, I really appreciate is that, cause I'll talk to people about like, yeah, this is how I manage depression. This is what I do. I use medication. Like after a really long time of not, not being on medication, I realized that I need a medication in addition to doing these other things. And when I have a really bad depressive episode, I'll be honest and say, Hey, I need to lay on the couch or I might be sabotaging myself by not laying down on the couch. But it is a part of me that will not ever go away because that's not the way mental health works. And so I just wanted to say, like, I appreciate that you, you understand it's, it's something that can be managed. It doesn't need to go away. It doesn't need to be fixed. It just needs to fit your life in a way that makes you thrive in the healthiest way possible. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, would you, uh, you know, cause I was, I was, you was going, I was like, I was like, I was letting you rock, but um, you know, People forget that when you get into the fitness industry, especially when you come into bodybuilding, you may correct some of your mental health things or they may not impact you as much. But sometimes you trade one set of problems for another set of problems. Mm -hmm. Hello, body dysmorphia and stuff like that. Like I know right now at 190 pounds with my shirt off, I look better than most people that still go to the gym and all that other stuff. But I'm not what I was on stage this year, you know, between 162, 165 pounds, you know, a few percent body fat. I'm not that right now, but I still look, you know what I mean? So it's, that's where body dysmorphia comes in. I'll say that I'm fat. You know, you see me say fat boy season. Yes. Deprecation is how how I feel better about myself. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else can say it to me kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a defense mechanism. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I don't want somebody, you know, I post it up and then somebody says, Oh man, you're getting fatter. Oh man. Cause I can't handle it. Yeah. No, I get it. So I get, I I get in the way. So I already say fat boy season. So what are you going to say to me? You know what I mean? You're not going to call me skinny. (laughs) Yeah. No, No, but I, I was sorry to cut you off. I was going to say a hundred percent understand. Cause I had like the same conversations with people like, it's like, what are you going to tell me that I don't already tell myself? Like, whether it's like joking or like in a fight, it's like, you can call me a bitch. I know that I'm a bitch. I will tell you ahead of time that I'm a bitch. Like, I will thought I'll say that I'm that or like, I'm not nice or whatever, like whatever self-deprecating thing I say about mm-hmm. myself. But it's like, it's the same thing. And and yeah, it's a defense mechanism, but it's also like that, that self-awareness, right? Like, I know how I feel about myself. And I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you take my power away from me, right? Like to kind of use that language, but I'm not going to let you take, I'm not going to let you deprecate me. I'm going to take that power. That's what I mean. Like, I'm going to take that power away from you. Like, you're not going to have that power over me to say things to me because I already know it for myself. Like, I already know that shadow self of mine. And, you know, yeah. Like, what are you going to say? Yeah, and that I mean, and that's what it is. It's our way of disarming people. Yeah, you know, and it 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 sucks because a lot. The other thing that people don't realize a lot of these self-deprecating things that we say we believe. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and there's all different levels of anxiety. There's all different levels of depression and everything in that household. But what a lot of people sometimes don't realize if they either I'll say if they suffer from it from a very minimal standpoint or they don't suffer from it at all. The thing that they don't understand is that your emotions sometimes almost act as a prison. Mm -hmm. And so something that I tell people, right, I can get a compliment from 100 people on my hair, on my hair, because, you know, I've got a mohawk coming back, by the way. Um, Yeah, I love it. I was going to say it looks good. (laughs) Um. So I can get a hundred compliments, right? Oh, 
one person, it doesn't have to be all that negative. One person, just one person says something a little bit. Those hundred people don't matter. If there's a thousand people, hundred thousand people don't matter. That one thing sticks in my head and in my heart. And people can, you know, some people say, oh, that's weak, whatever, whatever you want to say about it, that's fine. Cause I don't care. Yeah. What I'm telling you is how I feel. Um, and it's my reaction to it. You know, I try not to let the person understand that, but that's, that's how it is. And that's where the self-esteem issues come in, you know, because, and again, you know, kind of go back to like, kind of, you know, the big, you know, the, 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 the genesis of this about the, um, you know, with, with the need for respect, you know, because I walk around in a consistent state of feeling like I'm not good enough. Yeah. For whatever reason, you know what I mean? And, you know, if somebody, if you guys stuck around long enough, I'm really about to peel back the curtain and be real, real honest. So I had a conversation with my mom, it might be about two years ago now. And I told her, like, I never really felt that you were proud of me because she didn't really say a lot about it. Like she, all, like she came to my, and I was, and, and the thing was, I wasn't on the, I was starting, you know, division one. So she would see me doing all these things. And, you know, I never really felt like she was proud of me for it. Like she was there. So it's not, like she didn't support or anything like that, but I never really felt, cause she never said one, just to share words, Isaac, I'm proud of you. Like all these different things that she said to me, you know, Isaac, I just thought you always knew. Mm-hmm. So I was like 36, 37, which says, I just thought you knew because even as an adult, starting my own company, doing all the things that I, you know, that, I, that I've achieved, I've never felt that my mom was proud. So that was like the one person, like there's other people I wanted to make proud, but you know, I've said my kids, but like my mom, like I've really, she, I mean, she gave life to me. She's my hero. And I'm like, cause she, cause she don't really like, my, it's, I saw her when I told her this, you know, she kind of started to tear up cause she felt really bad about it. And ever since She's been big on t- Isaac. I'm proud. She like consistently tells me that. And it's the same thing. You know, I told Jacqueline this. I was like. From people that matter to me, I need to know that you're proud of me. Because it's no secret who I'm proud of. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm very 100 percent. Yeah. You know why I do that? It's because what I long for Yes, exactly. Somebody to be as proud of me as I am of them. You see what I'm saying? So uh, I, teach, yeah. I teach people how I like. Somebody said, "How do I support? How do I support you? What's the best way to support you? Watch how I support people." Yep. Why well, I think I always say, "Real ones support the real way." Why well, yeah. I think I, well, I think I asked you to be on this. So I wanted to support you. I know, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say it. I know I have a larger following than you. I want to take my platform and get people to come from my platform onto your platform and tap in with you. Why do you think when your story came out, all you saw, did you, did you ask me to, did you share it to me? No, did you ask no, me to no. You see what I'm saying? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Did you pay me on the back end? You know what I'm no. saying? I did that, you know, I did that because one, because I wanted to obviously, yeah, like, obviously I wanted yeah. to do that and the story is great. So there's a lot of things that it's like, hey, it's just a great story, period. And then, you know, I have personal involvement in the story, i.e., you know, talk about, and that's why, and now, we talk about this mental health stuff. I thought it was so dope how you did not question my need to post that picture of us. My need to say, hey, we're not, I'm not making this up. Because people tell stories to try to, they oh, yeah. and they try to, I was like, I'm not trying to buddy hustle. I was, th- this really happened. This, yeah. this, this is some make believe feel good story. This really happened. What, you know, what I'm talking about. And, you know, so when it goes back to these things, I always tell people, watch how people move. They're showing you how they want to be treated. You know, so if you, cause everybody, you know, you go into the love language thing and you go, yeah, this is one of the things that I deal with. Um, so everybody shows love different. We just is yeah. what it is. Everybody receives love different. It's easy to receive love for me because the way I show it, it's very from acts of service, words like I'm very, yeah, yeah. I'm very big on on showing the love. But so I want to be loved in that same way, but not everybody's capable of that. So now I misperceive it. And I think they don't love me as much. They yeah, don't like me yeah. as much because 
where I mean, I don't write big long paragraphs like where I'll do something right, and then they might just like the post, and I'm like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, and so, but but that's you know what it all comes you know back down to, and this is like when you kind of like follow the rabbit hole down, it all comes down to how you feel about yourself because then you start to feel like I'm not worthy of love. Mm-hmm. You no, know, and I feel like we're you know we're you know we're having a psychiatry session here. <laughs> Like that, but that's like because that's the stuff that I feel. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So it's like I so like I sit there, but man, I achieved all this. But are my achievements fake? Are my achievements hollow or whatever, whatever? Because I'm not getting respect for it. So then I go down my spiral and I go, okay, maybe I'm not likable. Maybe it's because you know, all, all these different things. And then I don't know if it's hardened to me or whatever it is over over time. I don't give a shit if people like me. And I say, and because then people, people will be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm like, look at the way I act. Look at what I say. Look at what I do. Do I really look like someone that is trying to endear people to me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Listen to the shit I say, because there's a lot of people that's going to listen to, listen to this. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to supply their dislike for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say what's going on. I'm not afraid to say what's, I don't know if we're going to video or it's going to be, uh, so I'm, I'm using air quotes, folks. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say what's wrong with me. Yeah. I'm afraid to say, and I don't say it in a way that is asking for it to be excused for the way I act. I don't apologize for the way I act. I'm just letting you know, it's like, it's like Tupac said when he came out, when he was getting ready to come out of jail, he was like, when he's talking about the lack of compassion that he was shown and all the different things, you can't be surprised when you didn't show that person compassion and when they come out and they're in your face. Yeah. Like, like he, look, Tupac was very boisterous when he went in. He was mm-hmm. way, way more, so we grew up through this. He was yeah. way crazier when he came out. And he was talking, he was, ta- he was telling you, so like, but people aren't listening, you know what I mean, to what people are telling them. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. So, like, I want to give, uh, you know, one of my athletes, Nadia, credit, right? She pays attention to me. She used to, I mean, she still stresses me out, but now it's the good stress. <laughs> she used to stress me out. We used to butt heads. But then it clicked for her. And she realized this joker cares about me. He wants the best, for, you know what I mean? So it, it clicked and everything. And she knows how to show me support. I never quite, I, I've never had the question, does she support me? Does she really care? You know what I mean? All those different things. Yeah. So the other thing, you know, when it comes to people in my life, I try to make it so it's very clear where you stand with me. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Isaac rocks with me, you know, because it is very rare that somebody asks me to share something of theirs. It's very rare Speaking of which, I have to, I meant I meant to do this. I'm I'm the worst. I got to buy a shirt from you. Sorry, I just really. I, I saw you. No, no, I saw. I was like, in it. look, I'm legendary for my ability to tap in, but I'm also sometimes I ain't shit, and I'll like I'll have like if I don't, don't click the link and buy it right then. So I just I'm saying that out loud. So now I put this out in the public atmosphere, so you see <laughs> the shirt and everything like that, which will you know what will happen because I'll be in Austin next month. So, oh, I mean, so we'll I need, have to see each other then. Yeah, so I need to order my shirt so I can have it for them. But um, but anyway, um, but that's but that's the kind of thing that, that I'm talking about. Like people will show you, you yeah. know what I mean? And because I do believe in love languages. I know it sounds for, for, for a you know for a big black dude to say, I really do <laughs> believe in it because it, it's it's just it's it's it's, it's true, just yeah. it's, it's 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 really there, and you know. I've asked this question to people before. I was like, what's more important, showing the love to the person or how that person receives it? To me, it's more important how they receive it because I can be doing all these things and show because you, hey, look, you are the, you are the apple of my eye. You are the center. Jacqueline, you are the apple of my eye. You are the center of my effect, everything like that, right? So I could be doing all these things that I think are showing her that, but if she is not receiving it, it almost doesn't matter. And I say yeah. almost because the effort's there. You know what yeah. I mean? But I want her to feel it. So my job is to figure out how does she receive love? Is it gifts? 
Is it acts of service? Is the you know find you know find those? Is it all the above? What is it? Because yeah. when you and now you this also could be French with your child, with however it is, and people don't realize this all comes back to to mental health, emotional health, and how you know because people will get confused about you know why is this person you know think I don't love them? I've shown them this and da 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 da, and that's this is friendship, relationship, all these different things. Yeah. And I've stopped and I've said, well, do you think they're receiving your message? Just because you're saying it doesn't mean you're because, look, you're you're of Italian descent. You can say something to me in Italian. It could be the sweetest thing. But you're saying it sound like you got an attitude. So you just told me the sweetest thing. You said, Isaac, you were the best guest I've ever had. I'm never going to have a better guest. But it, but it sounded like you had some stank on it. I might be like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? And you're like, well, yeah, 100 you percent. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So it's about how I receive the message. So when you're when you're giving a message, do you want the message to be received or not? Yeah. I don't know we can go on some crazy topics. No, it's, I just, you like, you spoke in my heart. You spoke in my heart. This is why I think we're such good friends. Um, is because like a hundred percent on the same page. It's funny. I was actually having the love language conversation like last weekend, and like for for me and Sam. Um, our love languages are, are except for like one, except for like acts of service, but they're actually kind of very polar opposite. He's very much about touch and I'm very much about words of affirmation. And for me, the words of affirmation, like you were saying, really comes back down to like my childhood and like the things I crave that I didn't receive as a child that like, for me, it's like hearing it, it is more like, that's the way I need to receive it to really like know what you mean, because it's a very hard thing for me for like a lot of different reasons. So it's like, even though like, I know that that's the way Sam shows his love, it's hard for me to receive. Right. Because it's like, so now we're in kind of in the space where now I'm going off on tangent, but like, we're kind of in the space where I'm like working to learn to be more affectionate because I know that the hat, that's how he receives love. Mm-hmm. And he's working to give more of that affirmation because he knows that's how I receive love. And like, we're, it's about finding that middle ground, but it's, you're right. It's same thing with friendships. Right. So I a hundred percent believe in love language too, but like you said, it goes back to a mental, emotional health. It goes back to trauma, like the way you receive love and the way you give love, it, it all works together and all comes back like from your history. It's the same thing with like reliving relationships and friendships that you had when you were younger and you're kind of like trying to change the story by like attracting yourself to toxic people that were in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you just continue that kind of circle and you're like, hey, it's never gonna change. But if you're aware of it, right? Like if you become aware of it, you could break that cycle. Right. And something you touched on that I wanna say, the key word and what you said was work. Because when you love somebody and your love languages don't fully align, that doesn't mean that you're not compatible. Yeah. You gotta remember, we all, we all come from different, we're all a ball of circumstances. Uh-huh. That's a great way to put it. You know what I mean? So we're all things that have happened to us that led us to where we are, you know, and things like that. So for example, you had a trauma that changes the way you think about touch. So somebody that you like, like if I came up to you and put my hand on your shoulder, you probably wouldn't jump because why's well, Isaac? Da-da-da. But somebody that you don't know. Oh, I flinched. Know that well, or you don't like. You know, yeah, no, it's not so much that you don't like touch, but it's, you know, so now you, you, you know, so you take that with Sam, right? So he should, so when you flint or something like that, not saying you flinch with him, but when you are not receptive to the touch, if there wasn't the work to explain why he's going to think she's repulsed by me, she don't like yeah. me, and he, that he ends up going down a path that's not good. Because yeah. the worst part is he doesn't know how wrong he is. Yeah, you guys didn't have the conversation, but I'm assuming that you have because yeah. you said we are working towards it, and that's that's the thing that I think ends a lot of relationships is once you lose that ability to want to work. I know that's what me, me and my ex. I, I, I and the thing is with the way things went, everybody, um, you know, people, opinions, size, all this other stuff. A long time, well, yeah, a long time ago, I stopped wanting to work. Yeah. That's that, that was, a, and I'm not saying it's the only thing, but I stopped wanting to work. And because I, I don't care, I don't care how happy you are, how much in love you are, blah, 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 blah. If you are not willing to work on your relationship, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. It's going to be bad. And, you know, that's just a fact. So for me personally, now, do I think relationships need to be worked 
a thousand percent of the time and always a struggle? No, obviously not. Um, but I've always been of the mind that easy relationships aren't always the healthiest relationships because there's some, there's stuff that you're not talking about. Like if you're never having an argument and everything's just easygoing, like there, there, there has to be something that you are not communicating about mm-hmm. and like healthy relationships. Well, you don't care. <laughs> well, you don't care, right? So it's like, but for me, like healthy relationships, they take work and sometimes they're messy, but it's like, if you're actually doing the active communicating and you're willing to like see it through and get past your own ego. Cause I know I've been at times where I'm like, it's over. And he's like, why? I'm like, cause I suck. And it just ends up being the spiral. But it's like, I know for me that it's like my ego talking in that moment of like, well, going back to like the emotional mental health stuff. It's like, well, I suck. I'm not good enough. Like, what is the point of doing this? And it had nothing to, it has nothing to do with him. Right. And like the same thing with friendships. It's like, sometimes friendships deserve the work. Sometimes you need to let it go. And it's like finding, I don't even know if I'm making sense at this point, but it's like kind of finding that, like, where do you want to put your personal energy into it where you don't? And like, if you realize, like you said, if you don't want to do the work, then it's like, that is, it doesn't matter what on paper it looks like, then it's time to like, let it go. Like, cause I think there's a difference between your ego coming in and saying, well, just give up now because you're not good enough. And then you going like, well, I really don't care about the end result here. Like at yeah. the end of the day, I don't really care if I let you go. I hope you enjoyed part one of my conversation with Coach Isaac. You can follow him on Instagram at IJ underscore Natty Pro 11 and follow his coaching business at the no excuse crew and check out part two when it drops next week on Wednesday. You'll enjoy listening to us talk about how all of this translates to bodybuilding, the importance of learning discipline and I don't know everything else. It's a good conversation. If you enjoy this one, you're going to enjoy the rest of it.